I return to Camp Half-Blood listeners. After halting production for a while due to the activity in America right now and the fight for racial justice, we have decided to return to our release schedule. But this fight is not over, and we believe this is still a time to keep focusing on that fight and amplifying Black voices. We support Black Lives Matter, and we urge you to check out the links in the episode description for places to donate and petitions to sign. And please check out these podcasts by Black creators. Best Friends with Nicole Byer and Sashir Zameta, two fantastic Black female comedians. Sibling Rivalry with Drag Race's winners Monet Exchange and Bob the Drag Queen. And Hashtag Wizard Team by Black Girls Create, a deep dive into Harry Potter, which we think fans of this podcast might love especially. Keep fighting, resisting, and supporting the Black community. Thank you for listening. Now, back to our episode. The Lightning Thief, Chapter 3. Grover unexpectedly loses his pants. Confession time. I ditched Grover as soon as we got to the bus terminal. I know, I know, it was rude, but Grover was freaking me out, looking at me like I was a dead man, muttering, Why does this always happen? I'm Ava. I'm Eve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. Okay, so episode two. Today we're talking about chapter three, Grover unexpectedly loses his pants. And chapter four, my mother teaches me bullfighting through this theme of surprise. Okay, so this week... Neve is going to take it off with our 30-second recap. Uh, let's set the timer. Let me find my phone for a second. I think I might have a good shot at this. Okay, are we ready? No, because I, I wasn't prepared and did not pull up the timer. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, now I'm ready. Three, two, one. Percy comes home, we meet Gabe, he's the worst. We also meet Sally, Percy's mom. She is wonderful. She says she's taking Percy to Montauk, big storm at the beach, Grover is half goat, they get chased by a minotaur, Sally explodes into light, and we arrive at Camp Half-Blood. That was insane. You have 15 seconds left. Anything you want to include? I think that pretty much hits the main points of it. Yeah, that was was pretty good. Thank you so much. Let the timer wind down just to show how much time you didn't take. (laughs) <laughs> punch in the face. <sighs> ah, I that one. One. Okay. I don't I don't think anything was left out of that. That was pretty good summary of that. Thank you. Also just like a lot happens, but it can be summarized pretty easily into major events in these two chapters, you know? Yeah, there there's definitely a lot of minor details. Um, but there are also a lot of major events that happen in just these two chapters. True, it's ridiculous. So let's start with things that we forgot about. I mean, I forgot about the entire beach trip, like completely and fully, because I my most recent memory of The Lightning Thief as a whole was the musical that we saw, um, and kind of also the movie, and... I just don't remember hearing that much from Sally, but like, it was a pleasant surprise. Like I love her. Like what a woman, but um, I just, yeah, I I had completely forgotten that it was on the beach trip when everything kind of started. Um, So that was kind of cool. I I got a clear picture of it in my head. So it was really interesting. I forgot with that whole 
beach trip and everything that happens that um, I forgot what happened to Grover during that. And it just made me so sad. <laughs> like I forgot that he was injured when the car was blown off the road and then he wasn't there to help Percy and his mom. And it just made me feel so bad knowing like how much he has already been through and like the feelings of failure he has about Talia who we don't know is Talia yet, but like, it's fine. Um, and it just made me, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't remember that like he wasn't there to help for that too. And not for his own fault, obviously, but yeah, that just made me sad. <laughs> no, Grover has the worst luck already. Like four chapters <laughs> yeah. in, he like fails to protect Percy in the first chapter. And then he like freaks him out and he gets ditched. And then he gets flipped in a car and the whole scene just moaning food. I really felt that. No, I know. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so real. That poor goat boy. Hi, just wanted to give you a warning. The following section contains discussion of abusive relationships. And if that's something that bothers you, uh, just skip ahead. The times will be marked in the bio below if you want to skip that and go ahead i mean i was just gonna say i didn't forget how much i love sally but like i forgot how good sally is you know me too yep she's just such a good character and she's so lovable right away and Mm -hmm. she's such a tragic figure yeah like automatically um and i forgot how much of a douchebag gabe is like, I knew, but, like, he's legit abusive. Uh-huh. I knew he was, like, not a good guy. But then I was like, oh, no, this man is fully just abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, mentally and physically. And I, we're like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> I forgot Sally worked in a candy shop, and that made me so happy. I also <laughs> just, like, forgot, forgot that, that, too. that was her occupation. Like, Wow. That Amazing. that description of her when we first meet her and Percy's like, oh, she's in her red, white, and blue candy shop outfit and she smells like chocolate and licorice. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a like sweet description. And it, it creates such a good picture of who she is off the bat. Yeah, it made me so happy. I like I wish she was real. Like I want to give her a hug. <laughs> no. Oh, and and when she brings home free samples for him from the candy shop. Also, it said free samples in quotation marks. So I was like, wait, is Sally like stealing from work to bring candy for Percy? And that that really was touching for me. Uh, And just like setting up how not well off they have it. Yeah. I also forgot the blue food story. Like, I, I, I rem- obviously remember yeah, the blue, no, blue food. Too. It's, like, a very pivotal part of the story. But, like, I just forgot why. And it's, like, no, so cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Literally just because blue was, like, Gabe was, like, there's no th- such thing as blue food. And they were, like, well. I have so much respect for doing something out of spite and going that hard out of spite. No, me too. And the thing was, like, it made Sally, like, obviously she's super gentle and kind and selfless, but, like, that kind of stuff kind of makes her more, like, empowered. And, like, that just made me very happy. I was like, she has it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we find out later why she's in 
this abusive relationship. Yeah. But it was nice to see the like little ways that she fought against it um, while still staying in the relationship. Uh, And it's really confusing. Like we're like, Oh, why is she in this relationship? That sucks. And I guess looking back at it now, being more aware of like what, how abusive relationships can be. uh, It's, I feel like as a kid, you're like, Oh, why is she with someone who's like that mean and awful to them? But now just knowing more about uh, how hard it is to get out of an abusive relationship. And I think the way that this book handles it is really touching and really, I think it helps you understand it at a young age, even if you don't really know what it means yet. I forgot that Hades was the one, like, hunting him. (laughs) Like, obviously, that's, like, a a plot point is that he's, like, we find out later that the the whole book ends up his trip to the underworld. But I forgot in that he wasn't just pursuing Hades. Hades was pursuing him when Grover's like, oh, Hades is sending his monsters. I forgot about that plot point. Um. I also forgot that Sally couldn't cross the property line. Like that's why she dies is because she can't enter enter camp half blood. Oh, that's one of the things that I remembered. I was like, Oh, I know what's going to (laughs) happen. Like I knew that she died, like obviously, but I forgot the exact details of why. Cause it's been so long. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, moments of surprise. Where did we see a surprise in these chapters? Oh my god! When um Grover burst in the door, like of the beach house, it was like, "Hi!" Like, get in the car. Like, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, birthday party, but sad. Like, it was just not. Mm. I'm just frankly, I was frankly impressed. Like, how did Grover know? Like, where to go? <laughs> like, maybe Sally at one point, like. They he said that they never met that like Sally just knew who he was and like why he was with Percy, so like did she like shoot him an email once like if you can't find us, <laughs> we're probably at this weird little beach house in Montauk. Like, also, why? how did he get there? Did he walk? <laughs> did he, did he walk? Like, probably ran on his little goat legs. Like <laughs> I'm dead. Like the science just doesn't work out. Like how did he know that? I mean. It's mythology and magic. Like, we don't have to know. But it was still like, wow, this man must have walked really far. (laughs) I'm sure he probably took public transportation some of the way from New New York City to Montauk. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really quickly. I promise I have more important and, like, meaningful points about Surprise than this one. But... 
when Percy was describing the backstory of why they go to this little beach house, um, and he he says like, my mom uh, met my dad here. And I have written in my notes, something tells me the most powerful beings in the universe just wouldn't like Montauk. <laughs> I was just <laughs> frankly surprised that like a god would be like Montauk. <laughs> I know there are Why, so though? many nicer beaches in the universe. Long Island is not where I would go. Uh, I was yeah. an all powerful god who could go to any beach in the universe. Montauk? <laughs> I, I'm definitely go, not going to anywhere in the Atlantic Ocean. Let's be I've real. Been to Montauk. It's it's all right. No I offense to Montauk. I just like didn't Atlantic. think. <laughs> That's true. Um, other places we saw surprise. I mean, if we're on the topic of Montauk, the whole trip is a, a surprise to Percy. Yeah, I said that yeah. too. True to true. Oh, um. One little detail I like, uh, it was in the car while they're driving. The Minotaur has not caught up to them yet. Um, Percy's just talking about how, like, thinking about um, the the confirmation that everything he saw was real. Mm -hmm. uh, Since everyone's been, like, denying it for so long to him. And uh, there's one quote where he says, my limbs went numb from delayed shock. And just that idea of something being surprising after the fact, I feel like that happens a lot and it's not really like noticed or like pointed out that like there can be like surprise of something that happened a really long time ago. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. Yeah. And and then right after that moment, there's a surprise and explosion yeah like the, when surprise. the car just your car explodes <laughs> and like the, the surprise that sally knows all of this stuff and yeah i yeah also the surprise that the guy with the blanket on his head is a minotaur yeah <laughs> it, it all of this just got me thinking like in the beginning of the chapter there's i didn't see a surprise anywhere and then slowly it built up and then it was like surprise after surprise after surprise after surprise and it just had me thinking about how surprises are never individualistic. Like oh, surprises come true. in a lot of layers. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like even in a surprise party, it's surprise. It's a party. Then surprise, there are people in my house. Surprise, I I didn't know anything was going on. Like it's never yeah. one thing. No, exactly. Or like surprise, you've been cheated on. It's not just surprise you've been cheated on. It's surprise your partner doesn't love you. Surprise there's been lies. Like, it's just... Yeah. I mean, and then when we see it in these chapters, it's not only, oh, surprise everything you thought about life was wrong. It's surprise your dad might not be who you thought it was. Surprise they're a monster. Surprise your best friend is a goat. Uh, surprise you're about to die. Surprise your mom dies. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I have a note like about how Grover deals with this. And I just like noticed, like, it's been, <laughs> Grover doesn't seem to realize that like this is a lot for Percy to deal with. There was one p- moment on the page 46 that there, Percy's like, who's chasing us? <laughs> and why is this happening? Because this is a lot. He's 12. Like, this is, <laughs> It's a lot to deal with. 
And Grover responds with, nobody much, just the Lord of the dead and a few of his bloodthirstiest minions. And I wrote in my notes like, Grover, why would you say that? (laughs) It's also just how different people deal with surprise. Like there's different ways of dealing with something that's shocking to you. I don't really know if Grover in that moment was the best way (laughs) to deal with that. Yeah, it that just makes me think about how not like we sometimes think of surprise as this good thing, like in a surprise gift or in a surprise party, um, things like that. But not everyone likes surprises. True. Like some people just want to expect what's coming and know it and be prepared, and then some people like the spontaneity, mm-hmm. and clearly. Grover doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Percy tells, doesn't tell his mom about all of the stuff that he saw at school and then surprises her with the information when they like, when Grover shows up and is yelling and everything's chaotic. And uh, it could have stopped this whole thing. Like, I feel like if Sally knew what, Percy had seen at school like the the entire all the details of it she would not have done that spot like spontaneous trip taken him away from Gabe who protects him in a weird way <laughs> like I just don't think a lot of it would have happened if he just hadn't kept that to himself you know <laughs> so now it's time to share our favorite Percy sass moments Ava just said, I have a list. No, I'm I'm so ready. One of my favorite. (laughs) Oh my God. As a performing arts major, this one hit me in the face. Okay. Um, On page 35, when he's talking about, he's, um, this is kind of his internal monologue. When Gabe is talking about like, I guess you guys can go to the beach. Um, And Gabe is like, and maybe if the kid apologizes for interrupting my poker game, Percy goes, maybe if I kick you in your soft spot, I thought, and make you sing soprano for a week. Yeah, I wrote that one down too. <laughs> it was like, I sing soprano. <laughs> it said, I'm a soprano. I'm injured Gabe Ugliano. Like conspiracy theory confirmed. No, oh my God, it was so funny. I was like, that is a witty little line for a 12 year old. <laughs> I was very impressed. I like folded over the page because I like didn't have a like pen, but I was like, I need to remember this one. <laughs> I, I I also wrote that one down, but another thing I marked, it's not very long or detailed, but on page 51, it's when they're getting attacked by the Minotaur, Percy says, uh he's not it's narrating. But uh, not a scratch, I remembered Gabe saying. And the moment is just Percy saying, oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a scratch, I remembered Gabe saying, oops. Yeah. Oops. It, it was Subtle, just... <laughs> wonderful, to the point. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, just made, it made me laugh out loud while reading. Uh, that was so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. um, I have one from pages 44 and 45. Uh, Percy says, um, what are you exactly to Grover? He says, that doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter from the waist down. My best friend is a donkey. And then a little bit more, um, like Grover makes a 
goat noise. He says, goat, he cried. What? I'm a goat from the waist down. You just said it didn't matter. <laughs> just thought that was funny. True. Yeah. Also, I love the, like, descriptive nature of, like, his identifying Grover as, like, definitely a goat. Like, <laughs> like on 44, like, middle of 44, he's like, ah, yes, the smell of a wet barnyard animal. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's your best friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the description is quite, quite intense. The imagery... Good job. There is some great imagery in this book. True. There is. Yeah. Okay, so for our final segment before we leave, uh, every episode we want to take a moment to give an offering for a character in these chapters that we feel like needs it. Okay, my offering is for Percy. Uh, This is insane. And he is 12. <laughs> the ages of the characters just like strike me every chapter because this is some insane stuff. And um his mom seems to be one of the only people he like truly cares about and like cares about him and like one of the only people that he really feels like a true connection and like love with. And to watch her um get choked and then burst into blinding light is terrifying and also he's 12 (laughs) it's just so much and i know he's the main character of the series so like obviously he's gonna go through some intense and rough things but like it's just still really sad to watch and i feel for him that's all (laughs) yeah i i agree with that i so my offering is for grover and it's a similar you know type beat um because he just i i know we touched on it earlier but the poor man goat is so unlucky in everything he does it's so sad like i have no doubt that his his ability is wonderful that he's like a wonderful guardian um but oh my god like he's really stumbled into something um with you know percy escaping probably having to run on cloven hooves through the rain um to find this boy um then to get concussed and like knocked completely out um only to mutter food like over and over like he didn't know what was happening i just wish that he did not have to constantly be under these chaotic circumstances when we all know he's capable (laughs) it's just it's a bummer he just he deserves better my final offering today is for Sally. Uh, Sally is such a great woman, and she's putting up with an abusive relationship for the sake of her son. And I think that's just really heroic of her, and it's really sad. And I just wish the best for her. And she she kind of dies <laughs> in the the uh fourth chapter here but i i just she's such a good mother and she really only has the best interest of percy at heart and i want to thank her for that uh and also give an offering for all mothers who want to risk everything for their children 
Yeah. What the hell? That was so sweet. <laughs> it was. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Uh, tune in next week. And we will be covering chapters five and six. Um, I play Pinnacle with a horse and I become Supreme Lord of the Bathroom, respectively. And we will be focusing on a theme of change. Um, Make sure to follow us on social media and leave a rate and review for this podcast. And we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. He does. Wait, Brayden, before you go, hold on one second. This will not take long. Mom! <laughs> Please stop yelling! <laughs> I've been texting you for a little while. We are recording something. <laughs>